Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book One, The Pirate's Plunder by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter Five. More pirates at the port. Early the next morning, Captain Jet escorted Zavzeli and Milo to Sandopolis Port for their trip to see their cousins in Red Cove. The children were bouncing with excitement as their carriage made its way across the bumpy cobblestones of the city. Not just about their holiday and fun with the cousins, but also about visiting the port itself and the opportunity to do some sleuthing. It was all part of the adventure, as they weren't allowed to go very often due to the pirate menace. They wound their way down through the bustling town, their pathways growing narrower and narrower as they moved towards the dock. Their horse slowed to a walking pace as they rounded a corner onto the crowded quay. There were hordes of sailors singing sea shanties raucously as they worked on the huge ships moored where Captain Jet's vessel, the SS Golden Ram, was tied up with its cargo being loaded. The air sang with a medley of shouts and frequent bellows of laughter, while the sails of the ships fluttered in the breeze like white feathers. Through the melee, the children spotted their friend Hector, the Golden Ram's cabin boy, and waved furiously at him. I've got a few jobs to do on shore, so you guys go along to the three men in a boat, on the hill, and I'll meet you there, said the captain, referring to a busy pub which was a favourite of sailors. Have a juice and a cake and tell Finn McClure it's on me. I'll get there as soon as I can. The children exchanged delighted grins. They relished an opportunity to watch what was happening in the bustling port, especially if it involved cake. And after all, thought Zav, if they aimed to be super sleuths, they really needed some more spying practice. Let's sit in the window so we can have a good look at everything, suggested Zelly. The ancient houses that jostled against each other, all higgledy-piggledy, had lots of nooks and crannies hidden inside them. Many had a bay window that curved out into the street, so the sailor's family could have a good view of the ships as they waited to greet a returning family member from their long voyage at sea. Finn McClure, the landlord, had bundled cushions into his window seat to provide extra comfort while his guests watched the world go by. The children trooped into the pub, Anna perched happily on Zelly's shoulder and were greeted with a cheery, Hello, me hearties! from a pink-cheeked man as round as he was tall, his striped apron groaning at its strings as it attempted to stay tied around his magnificent girth. Are we sweet treat for yous, is it? Oh, yes, please, Mr McClure, replied Zav, giving the landlord a mock salute. Come and ride up, you young scallywags, Finn answered with his customary good humour, and he waddled back to the bar to rustle up something delicious. Oh, this is a treat, remarked Milo, as they devoured moist squares of orange cake, washed down with foaming tankards of iced passion fruit juice. I could stay here forever. It's a feast for the eyes and tummy. There were many ships loading and unloading silks, cotton and a myriad of spices, whose rich smells came wafting through the open window. Milo produced a small eyeglass. Pa said it was spare, he explained. We can use it to see better, especially long distances, like they do on ships. Cool, said Zav. What can you see? Oh, no! Milo almost dropped the eyeglass in shock. He pointed towards the dock. Is that 
Vile Vinicius! Where? hissed Sav, grabbing the spyglass and pointing it in the direction of Milo's outstretched arm. Down by the dock! All three children stared in the direction Milo was pointing. And, sure enough, there was the distinctive cloaked figure of Vile Vinicius, talking to a disreputable-looking sailor, dressed in filthy clothes, with a vicious-looking knife at his belt. Ooh, I'm glad we're up here, remarked Zav, passing the spyglass to Zelly. We can spy on him without being spotted. Have you noticed that people never look up when they're checking no one's watching them? They look to the sides, but never upwards. Good point, said Zelly. That's probably why they don't notice Anna. She whistled softly. And the parrot flew over from one of the rafters above the bar where she had been perching, her bright eyes keenly scanning the drinkers in the pub. She landed delicately on Zelly's shoulder and gave her vivid green feathers a little shake. Go and listen, Anna, Zelly said in a low voice, gesturing towards Vile Vinicius standing on the dock. Anna flew off, an iridescent shimmer in the sunlight, looking as much a part of nature as all the other birds around her. It's a good job we've got Anna, remarked Zav. I wonder who Vile Vinicius is talking to, mused Milo, looking through the eyeglass again. He looks seriously fishy, declared Zav. Fishy? Try filthy, added Zelly, wrinkling up her nose. I'm surprised we can't smell him from here. The three children giggled. Ooh, let's call him Filthy Fernando, Milo suggested with a cheeky gleam in his eye. And the sleuths giggled even more. Vile Vinicius, Filthy Fernando, we're building up quite a collection, remarked Zav. After a few more minutes, Vinicius and his sinister sailor companion split up and Anna came zooming back up to rejoin the children. Zav, you follow Vinicius and Milo, you track Fernando, said Zelly quickly. I'll get the information from Anna. Roger that, the boys responded, and they scrambled off the cushions and headed for the door. Could you hear anything? Zelly whispered to Anna, giving her a stroke. Stolen shipment! Goods plundered! Anna squawked urgently. Hidden away! Oh no, Zelly breathed. That means vile Vinicius's plan is going full steam ahead. But what can we do? I hope the others can find out more. And that was just what Zav was trying to do. He had slipped after vile Vinicius, keeping himself in the shadow of the thick stone walls, flitting behind the pirate like a ghost. The swish, swish of Vinicius's cloak led him to the ancient oak doors of the slimy tombstone, the most notorious pub in town, and one forbidden to the children. Even Captain Jet wouldn't set foot in it. Sav faltered as he watched his quarry disappear into the shadowy entrance. As Vinicius pushed open the heavy, creaking door, the sound of raucous laughter, shouts and the slamming of tankards on the battered wooden bar filled the street. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest! Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum! Zav shivered, even in the heat of the day. That was a pirate song, and pirates were very bad news. He jumped as a hand touched his shoulder and spun round, ready to run for it. He sighed with relief as he looked into the green eyes of his twin, who put her finger on her lips. Together, they moved quietly back round the corner. He went into the slimy tombstone, said Zav. Definitely up to no good then, declared Zelly. Even Anna won't go in there. She overheard Vinicius telling Filthy Fernando that they've stolen the goods. It must be linked to what he was plotting with Sergio Hewitt. This looks bad, 
Sav replied, frowning slightly. Where's Milo? Still tracking filthy Fernando, said Zelly. We'd better see if he's found anything out. The twins quickly retraced their steps back through the winding streets towards the dock. As the hubbub grew louder, they turned a corner and found themselves facing the bustle of the harbour. There, hissed Sav. Filthy Fernando, talking to that other sailor, down by the quay. That's the sign of the Black Cross gang they're wearing, exclaimed Zellie in horror, seeing the inky black cross tattooed on the men's necks. Where's Milo? whispered Sav urgently. If they're from the Black Cross gang, this is really dangerous. Suddenly, Filthy Fernando stopped talking to his companion and lunged towards a pile of wooden crates covered in sacking. A high-pitched squeal cut through the air as he pulled Milo out by the collar of his T-shirt. Sally's mouth opened in a gasp of fear and she clutched her twin's hand, powerless, as Milo was dragged, kicking and shouting towards the boardwalk of a ship with black sails, the flag proudly proclaiming it as the Black Vulture. Teach you to spy on me! roared Filthy Fernando in a voice quite as hideous as his appearance. No! Milo screamed. Get off! And with a superhuman effort, he wrenched himself from the sailor's filthy grasp, ripping his shirt in the process, but managing to wriggle free. The sailor grabbed at him once more, a roar of anger filling the air, but he was too slow. Milo was sprinting away from the dock, towards the narrow streets, and the safety they provided, propelled by the vicious threats which rang through the hot summer air. Sally and Zav rushed after him, finally catching up with him near the three men in a boat. Oh, Milo! Sally cried and flung her arms round him. That was close, grinned Zav, slapping his friend on the back. Thank goodness you managed to shake him off. Thank goodness! agreed Milo. I don't think I've proven myself to be much of a super sleuth today, he added ruefully. Well, we can't always be super all the time, Sally replied bracingly, and she grinned at him, her green eyes sparkling. Bet you're the only person who's ever managed to escape filthy Fernando. Milo smiled. Well, I did overhear something useful, though, he said. The Black Cross gang are definitely involved with Vinicius's plan, and it's something to do with their headquarters near Redport. And Anna overheard that they've successfully stolen the shipment they were after, interrupted Zav. Milo's eyes widened. I also heard Filthy Fernando boasting that some of the Council of Ministers are involved. Whoa, remarked Zav. That means this goes all the way up to the top. I wonder if King Lucio knows some of his ministers are in league with a gang of pirates. He can't do, exclaimed Zelly. And that's a really useful clue about the pirates' headquarters being near Redport, Sav continued. It's a wild coast up there, with mangroves and small islands and all sorts. A perfect hiding place. It'll be tricky to find. We can search when we're in Red Cove with the cousins, said Zelly excitedly. With Sam and Sophie to help, we're bound to discover something. This is turning out to be a very eventful first case for the super sleuths. Milo shook his head. If the pirates in the Black Cross gang catch us, it might be the last. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more adventure in Chapter 6, 
cousins at Red Cove. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's book one, The Pirate's Plunder, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? See you next time. <laughs>